If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Livin' the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. Y'all, I've got a special treat for you on Livin' the Bream this week. You know, I like to sing about people and things. Um, I'm not saying it's good. But I am saying my guest is good today on Living the Bream. Um, John Heffron is a stand-up comedian who has had so much success. And he is out there on tour all the time. He's won Last Comic Standing, famous TV shows. He's, I mean, he's everywhere. And we're going to talk about this later. He's also an author. Not just one kind of book, but two very different kinds of books. So we're going <laughs> to dig into all of that with one of my favorite people, John Heffron. Welcome to Living the Bream. Thank you so much. I've, I feel a little intimidated because your right. listeners are used to hearing, you know, one, people they know, uh, two, maybe people that are very smart uh, in, in the political sphere. Is that, a, mm. is that a thing? Is it a sphere or is it a, it's a sphere, It's spherical. Right? Spherical. S- spherical um, mm-hmm. or bubblish or swampish, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> yeah, but depending also, on how you're feeling. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, And also people that are, you know, you can do deep dives into big, you know, you know, law type stuff. And and then you have me, John Heffern, who done stand up comedy. People need you, John. I think so. They do. (laughs) And plus, I can do deep dives in a couple of my favorite topics with you, which are 1980s. I'm sort of obsessed, as you know, Um, music. You listen, you've been asking me questions about the Bible too. Your wife is a very smart Bible person. So we have all kinds yes. of conversations, but Ugh. can I can I tell the story of how we met? Sure, sure. Okay, so years ago, I don't even know how long ago this was, my husband had a business conference meeting thing in Mexico. And we go and I really don't like hanging out with people I don't know very much. I don't know if you know that about me, (laughs) Um, but he says, we're going to go on this cruise thing and it's part of the thing. And we go and you're on the cruise because you are performing at this thing. Like you're the star, you're the headliner of this conference. And so we get to meet you and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this guy. He's so nice and normal. And we finished the the booze cruise thing, whatever that was. We were not boozing. We were cruising. Yeah, it was Um, a pontoon boat. Yeah. Was it a pontoon? <laughs> yeah, it was, like was a po- it was like a pontoon boat that had like a second floor, but it wasn't like when you hear we were on we were on a cruise and oh Mexico. you're right it, it was a pontoon boat a double decker yeah. pontoon though yeah yeah it was it was, it was fun but yeah you <laughs> note yeah. so um so my husband Shell and I are like this guy seems so nice and normal and now we're all starving at the end of this pontoon ride I'm not calling it a cruise <laughs> anymore and we're like let's right. go to dinner and we all went to dinner. And I thought we had a good time, although I feel like that it was a fancy place that almost wanted to kick us out. Do you remember getting that vibe? Yeah. So here I, I have weird food anxiety uh, you in do. the sense of I do not like so at, at 53, I kind of know what foods I like or don't like. But I'm also almost mentally probably 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has me eat something or or tells me, you know, 
you know, try this. I won't do it. I just put up uh, absolutely not, not trying that. So yeah. anytime. So socially, if I get invited to somebody's house and they're going to cook, you know, dinner or Mm-mm. you go to a nicer restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one that doesn't have a drive through. I start to have like this little <laughs> panic thing because I'm like, how what do I order with just ketchup at this place? Mm-hmm. You know? And then, so we were at there and I was like, oh my God, I don't know these people. Uh, I have to, I have to be a grown up. I have to be a grown up. And then I, I think I ordered a steak, but they did that weird, like the steak is almost as big as like a McNugget. And then they put like oh, a bunch right. of, and then with the plates were decorated, like, and there's some foam super, on the super, side. So we had that meal and it was right before one of the, like, just put, maybe it's 2016 ish. Was like that a long time thing? ago? Yeah, it was. And then. Where did you see me next? I think I was so well, hungry. Well, can I say this? I, scarf- I all, but I also yes, I saw you at breakfast because now you my husband's in meetings, like- and I'm like, well, I got to go to breakfast by myself. Then I see John Heffron there, and I'm like, well, I'll hang out with that weird guy we had dinner with last <laughs> night. That's when I started to get the scoop on your weird food issues. Yeah, because I was right? like, what like- is going on on his plate right now? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know her, but I'm going to eat three donuts. And that's what I'm having. I think I had donuts and bacon. And I'm like, yes, fine. That sounds like a great breakfast. I think to most people listening, that would be a great breakfast. But anyway, so we forced ourselves on you and we became friends over the years. So I've seen your stand-up, which I absolutely love. Because I'm not going to say it doesn't get a little PG-13, maybe a little R once in a blue moon. But mostly, it's really fun humor that everybody can relate to. I don't know how comics figure this out. I think the most terrifying thing would be to stand on stage and try to make people laugh, but you have a gift for it and you've made a career out of it. Yes. And it has changed over the last, you know, I've always stayed in the lane where um, I'm, you know, clean comic, but I don't, you know, I don't label myself as that. And I really don't step on toes. And I know in, in just this climate now, like you'll hear a lot of comic friends going you got to use your voice and you got to take a stand and you got and then i've never had that you know philosophy on stage because i figure one with this nasally sounding voice i'm not changing anybody's opinion on anything <laughs> that uh, voice and work? i'm a believer and there's a lot of there's a lot of things that people in the audience are dealing with every day mm-hmm. my 45 minutes on stage can be just a distraction, just a simple take a breath. Let's joke around about some, you know, uh, dumb little things and then go back to um, fighting whatever fight you're fighting. So that's always been my thing. Not necessarily always the coolest guy in the room, you know. But More you did people, manage uh, to win Last Comic Standing, which I thought was such a fun show. And you have these horrible challenges and people are trying to undermine each other and like set mm-hmm. you up against each other and like it was very crazy but somehow as a quote-unquote nice guy you really navigated that well well because i i think for that show because you know it was on uh nbc and it was like it was on early too it was like eight o'clock so it was there were there were little kids watching with their parents and i kind of knew that going in so some of the comics were like i'm gonna stick i'm gonna do what i do and i'm like man i'm gonna kind of do a kid i'm gonna do more of a kid's you know because my act at the time was super at that was about mom haircuts and traveling with your family so it was very relatable so i think in that time you know that's what ended up helping me well i mean you nailed it never since then you've been a busy comic um but we talked some during COVID. like there weren't a lot of live shows going on for concerts comics anything like what did you do during oh besides stress yeah i I mean at one point i think i was googling 
um, you know, uh, pickpocketing and, you know, stuff like that to figure <laughs> out how to make cash. Options. I would do a bunch of, there's a couple companies that I would end up doing some of their Zoom meetings with. Um, so wait, you're trying I to like feel out a room and play a room over Zoom? Yes. And I oh, did boy. one like stand up, but it was weird is maybe 10, 15 uh, years ago. I did a bunch of shows with a company, uh, Cisco, that had mm -hmm. at the time this, this technology where you, somebody can be on the other part of the world and it looks like they're right there with you, right? It was just kind of mm -hmm. like Zoom before Zoom. So they would fly me to these cities and there would be these walls uh, and there'd be 50 people in each wall that are at different locations. So 15, 20 years ago, I was doing like these weird Zoom things back then so then when COVID then happened i would do some and i kind of knew it wasn't the first time so i mean there were a little bit soul sucking some of them you're just like because you're staring at a bunch of screens that didn't have their video on or <laughs> oh their mic gosh on. like i can't and even it, show up for the comedy presentation yeah i can't even was, be bothered for that just, yeah i would just stare at a blank screen and just kind of do my act going, I don't even know if anybody's listening. And then what I ended up doing is figuring out if there, I think one I recorded and you'd hear like somebody laughing on their little camera and you'd hear somebody laughing. So then I got like this little sound machine that had yes. one person giggling, one person like making a noise. And while I was doing my act, I would just hit the buttons. So at least I heard <laughs> noise and the people watching didn't know I was the one hitting mm -hmm. that that brilliant button. yeah yeah and, and i realized this during that with zoom here's here's what i think they need to invent uh and i think they kind of have but i've been saying this for a while getting out of a zoom meeting is tough because by the time you're done you got to try to find that leave button which is I too small it should so i think you should have foot pedals so like when you're done <laughs> like a drummer you hit it and then you're out or if you want to get out of the meeting you hit you double tap and it starts uh, making it look like your internet connection is freezing. Oh yes, this is brilliant. And, and then you could just be done with the meeting. You know what I mean? Or like you do on your cell phone, breaking up. If, if, yeah, yeah, and then you start sputtering. You should, you know, how before every college football game, they announce, you know, um, the player like Dan Ryan, right guard, and then you you, you see him like shake his head or cross his arms. Mm -hmm. They should have those little intros for Zoom meetings. Ooh, so if you go, like you know, Julie Smith from accounting, and then you just see Julie like turn and do like, you know, that chin down thing like she's part of the action <laughs> Make news her team best smile. at, at 11. Could, yeah. It would have helped, but, yes. but I love the pedals because I honestly find leaving a Zoom meeting, you could probably do a whole 45 minutes on that. Like, it's so awful. Like, you've said goodbye. Now everybody's in this awkward phase of still looking at each other and desperately trying to find the right buttons that you have to click more than one time to actually get out of the meeting. I like your invention. And I, I, I you, you know how like Marvel's movies, how after the credits, there, there's always a scene uh, kind of like, you know, foreshadowing the next movie. I mm -hmm. actually like to hang out in Zoom meetings and be the no. last to leave because no. then you could get a hot mic sometimes on people Ooh. who haven't clicked out yet. And you can hear, oh. sometimes you can hear some things. You can hear, oh, oh what a waste. Or you like, you hear fun things. <laughs> so if you are in Zoom meetings, um, you should do that. You should just like be the last to leave, but maybe, God, I don't it's know. That's what we need, pedal.
I don't yeah. want to see anything that people think I'm not seeing. Like, I don't, you know, we've got some instances. Yeah. I don't want to know about that. You remember the guy, yeah. though, who was a lawyer who was, I think it was a court hearing and his kid or somebody had done the cat the filter. Cat. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. the greatest Zoom meeting situation of all time. Yeah. I love that guy. Um, I, I remember okay. uh, I, I did one. Real, sorry. I did one real um, where they go. Just just come on at 720 and just at 720, your, your uh, camera's going to turn on. Just start doing your act. You're not going to oh get introduced that we're going to do before. So that happens. And at 720, I start going, hey, so blah, blah. And I'm just doing my act. And I'm seeing no response or, oh. or anything. But I do it till for almost like 25 minutes. Then uh-huh. when, I, when I get done, I just hear this guy go, sir, sir, um, we, we lost the feed right before you went on. <laughs> and then I go, well, I go, who was I talking to? And he goes, nobody. I go, well, why didn't you, why didn't you interrupt me and tell me? And then the, the kid goes, well, I, I, I thought you wanted to just maybe practice. I'm like, oh, well, thank <laughs> no. you. That's not what I wanted to do, but I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to send this into the nothingness of space where no one <laughs> yeah, is taking yeah. part. And like, this is great. Okay. I need so to hear myself um, more. Yeah. Right. Cause you just want to practice, right? We'll have more live in the bream in a moment. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So you do have, you and I are almost the exact same age within a few months. So we've had the same life experiences. You know I'm obsessed with the 80s. You talk a lot about 80s and 80s music. I love that you weave into what you're doing. Um, But you're also talking about things that are hitting us like in our early 50s. Apparently we're past our prime, according to some. (laughs) Um, But I love how you dig into sort of that like memory bank that we have about those songs and those times. Yeah, it's, you, you know, I, I, I don't know if, you know, because we are the same age, if you're going through mentally some of the same things I'm thinking about. My new thing on stage now is I say people our age, we're, we're adolescent old age, right? Okay, so we, right. We are, we're just getting in we on the, the game. Youngest, we are the youngest of the old people. Oh, right? right. So we are freshman class old age. So, so we're not old, uh, but we're the youngest of the old. Right. Right. So and I've been obsessed with this this theory of, you know, you're not I don't like mourn my my past at all or wish I was younger because I can't do anything about that. But now I'm leaning into, you know, becoming, you know, this age. And, you know, I wish it was like a freshman orientation for Yeah, that's us. We need that. You know, because there's, I mean, you're, you're my age. I've bought new products that I I think go along, like, like slip on shoes, right? Like I have no, I have no time for tying shoes anymore. Just or my ability to get down there in a hasty manner. Like, oh, to to get down and save me time. Yeah. Like, yeah. My new fitness goal is to be able to stand up on one foot and put a sock on (laughs) at the same time. You stand on one foot and just put on a sock and put the foot down and not ha- not fall over to the bed or have to sit down to do it. Why does it, I, why I no do we longer, need something to lean on now? Just to put know, on socks and I, shoes, why? 
Or do you guys, your husband, do you guys have that, uh, it's a long stick with a trigger and you, and you squeeze it and then it's got clipper, like, uh, like a hand at the bottom where you can pick uh -oh. up stuff? No, we haven't gone have there yet. I think that's more like sophomore, junior year. But oh, for the freshman, I don't know if we greatest. get the grabber thing. Do we get that? I wear one. I'm wearing one on my back right now. So when I walk around <laughs> no, the house, you are if not. I see you a don't sock, need that. if I see a sock, I'm like Deadpool. I have two of them. And I pick okay, up, well, like, good. You're you're fully equipped. But I think about things yeah. like buying glasses and like 50 different pairs of glasses and trying to sleep through the night and like just weird stuff nobody tells you about until you get there. But you're on I stage know, well, informing us and letting us know. Yeah, well, I had, uh, I just got, I'm new to glasses and contacts. And so far, mm. I'm up to, to, so to put on a pair of contacts before my show, so I'm up to about an hour and 20 minutes uh, to get them in. I really, you, <laughs> you need and Sheldon. glasses, you need glasses <laughs> to put contacts on. Right. Like, His thing that I'll catch him, because, the thing I catch him doing is the, he will get my tweezers and he wants to get some errant eyebrow or something, but he's got his glasses on. And, but he gets really close and then pulls the glasses down when he's close to the mirror so he can <laughs> get the eyebrow. I'm like, I don't even know what's happening over here. Well, I have the contact like on my finger because they go, well, you have to bend it like a taco and then make it a bowl. And right. then I look and I go, I can't tell if it's the because there's a bad bowl and a good bowl. And right. I never know which one is which. And then one time I, I put them in pretty fast. I was like, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, come on. I'm, I'm an they were inside no, out. This they? is awesome. And then I walked around and I could see clear and I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, yeah, contacts are a good idea. And then I went to brush my teeth and I looked in the sink. Both of them were in the sink. So I <laughs> no. had like a placebo effect. Oh, your eyes were magically healed. In my eyes. Yeah. Oh and if, and I thought I could see better. You know what I like is when people will send me emails or people will send letters to me at the studio and they'll say things like, you know, if I occasionally wear glasses which i only do that if there's something wrong with my eye you know i get those weird little blood things that blow up in your eye and every they look super disgusting but they don't mm -hmm. hurt and there's nothing you can do you just have to wait for them to go away over the years right. i've had a couple of those but that's the only time i'll wear my glasses because i'm trying to hide them and people will right. send me these materials on like you could heal your eyes if you really tried like if you would do these <laughs> vision exercises you wouldn't need any of these glasses i'm like i'm sorry um i i, I could look across the room and see, you know, the abominable snowman is a my husband. Like, I just can't see. You know, there's no way I'm going to be like, gosh, if I tried really hard, I, I can focus I these peepers uh, in and can see. Yeah, I, I, I went into an uh, whoever does your eyes, I forgot. Uh, and the second I got in there, they handed me the clipboard. You know, like when you go to doctor, you the the yes the, the front desk lady or, or whoever's working there always hands you the clipboard to fill out. And I had to look at the lady and go, you realize. I'm at an eye doctor because I can't read anything on this clipboard, right? <laughs> like, it seems like you should give this to me after I get you my You fix my uh, eyes so I can see. You make yeah, excellent Yeah, or make, the font, or make the font bigger. Right, not microscopic. Well, uh, you know what, speaking of, like, not to be all over the place, but, you know, that's how my brain works. So mm -hmm. I was, with, you were talking about uh, Bibles, or, or we kind of mentioned it. Yes, so I, I feel like your my wife, mom's, yes, and your I wife found, knows a lot about the Bible. Okay, so I know. So one, I I found my mom's Bible from maybe catechism. I don't. I feel for that generation. The font in this Bible is maybe a four. Like what it's is, like what's a what's I, it's like, oh, the like a twelve or something. Yeah, if you look at like a prescription bottle, you know how they one here's an old guy move. They need to make how many you should take way bigger. They should be like a huge number on this <laughs> because side, that's a problem right? if you get that wrong. That, 
Yeah. So, but it's a sm- it's a super small font, and I'm like, I don't know how. I don't know how you read. Well, yes, when but are there sorry. like problems with people not getting it right? I well, I'm looking right now at this other one because I knew we were talking. I bought a. Uh, this is the Bible in contemporary language, but I bought it in large print. Good. And it's maybe the the greatest little thing I did. You know, you have started telling me things about the Bible and things that you're learning and that you and Michelle talk about. And <laughs> oh, like, no. Allison, I love her. She is beautiful inside and out. And I feel like for a ragamuffin like you, she's been a good uh, example <laughs> of a good, good influence. Right. Like, so we have and I think I would, though, you might have those books I sent you just there. They're like little tear out sheets of just yes. random little prayers and stuff. Yes, so I our, love that. our house, I don't think you can. There's all these like cool little chairs with like a little book stand and there's all these devotionals that are just mm-hmm. laying around like this one Everywhere. I just picked up was Jesus Calling by Sarah Young, which is so one good. of my favorites actually. Yeah, um, really and you just turn to that day and you just kind of read that day. But, you know, so I'm new, like I grew up Catholic, but I was the, uh, how George Michael say, you wear your charity twice a year. So I was the Christmas and Easter, you yes, know, would go the to church. Yes. Uh, but then after meeting Michelle and just these these books is kind of laying around, I start reading them and I'm like, man, I was really into self-help. And when I was in my 20s and 30s and you read all the, you know, all those, you know, all the self-help type books. But then you start reading these and you go, hey, wait a minute. This was in that one, Anthony. Ross. Hey, wait, this was the you know, like, wait a minute. Were they plagiarizing the Bible. Come on. All that self-help stuff is actually in in the Bible. So I'm actually, mm-hmm. I've been, I know I'm all over the place here. So Michelle knows that my um, knowledge is is uh, new. She is not a biblical scholar, but she's a biblical scholar. Like I've, mm-hmm. she will quote random stuff. So we watched the Ten Commandments, I think, right around Passover. So she goes, let's watch. Have you seen this? I go, no, the, you know, the original one from the like the Charles or whatever. thing. Yeah. Yes. So she read that, but then she would do director commentary going, oh. well, that's not actually how it happened. What happened in is he said this, <laughs> this, and this. So then that jumped to, we watched, uh, there was some series on TV that I think it was called the Bible. I could be wrong, but it kind of broke. It kind of went through the entire Bible. It was like a mm-hmm. mini series. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're in Rome and the priests come up and blah, blah, blah. And this priest says something. And she goes, that's that's not what he said. What he said was da, 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 da. And you've got your own on hand expert. And she'll stop and she'll go, do you know why the the that? And it took us forever to get through the Ten Commandments, because then we I, she handed me the part of the Bible that was the, the, the accurate, Moses original. Part. Yeah. Yeah. So then I read that and I'm like, wait a minute. So Abraham da, 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 and now I'm so just engrossed and I read every day. Uh, I get lost a lot, but having the contemporary language one helped yes. helps me. Uh, yeah, I get random um, texts or messages from John. Now, I understand he's a comic, so he's got weird hours. And I'll get random things like I'll get up in the morning, like 3 a.m. I have some text or some message from you about, hey, I just read this thing in the Bible. I'm like, John, what are you doing in the middle of the night? I know. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. By the way, let um, me. I want to make sure that we get okay. this in there, too. Speaking of you and Michelle, you guys have adorable kids books. Um, for example, my grandma makes blueberry pancakes. There's yes. such cute illustrations, too. I love these books. You guys do these together. Yeah, and you yeah, you can get them on Amazon. We did it for 
one one of our granddaughters, like I kept making a joke with her about her grandma making blueberry pancakes. And then I walked around every everyone in the house. I'm like, can you can you make blueberry pancakes? And then I walked to somebody else and we're I'm with Jane, our granddaughter. And then somebody in the house goes, why, why do you two keep asking everybody? And then I just screamed because I want blueberry pancakes. And then we made a book of that. And then we just started doing more food. So we have my grandma makes blueberry pancakes and grilled cheese. And um, my favorite chocolate chip cookies and chocolate chip Personal cookies. Fame. And it's, just, it, it's about this, this girl and her brother that goes around and asks uh, people in the neighborhood if they know how to make whatever. It's it's fun. It's like a fun it's Sunday so project. Um, you know, it's really you, it sweet. rhymes. So I get mm-hmm. my M&M um, kind of fix going where everything Minus rhymes. The and it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's not that <laughs> M&M. Um, but yeah. Okay, but I have to ask you about this too, because you know this is a sore point between us. You have this book you wrote called The Holding Deal. And it's really, I loved this book. Listen, I'm not going to lie. When I first got it, I'm like, oh, it's my friend John. I don't know if this book is going to be any good, but I'm just going right. to give it a read. I totally got sucked into it. The problem is you left it on a cliffhanger. This is a, a really interesting kind of cat and mouse, like spy kind of book. And then you have no plans to write the rest and tell me what happened. And I'm not happy. I know. Well, that. actually, I thought about that. Like there's these old books, Matt, uh, Matt Helm. You know, it was kind of like he, he wrote books right when James Bond was coming out, but James mm-hmm. Bond kind of ended up more popular. So I always loved those type of spy books. And I always had this idea. What if a comedian was a courier for this, you know, shadow organization? So that's mm-hmm. what because uh, he has an alibi. So I took like three online courses. to write. I'm not good with the text. I'm not good with the the actual physical writing and I took so many courses and that book took so long because it, it was hard for me because I've never spelled the word there correctly the first time. <laughs> well, it depends. You have a lot of life. options. <laughs> yeah. So, so now um, after I did it, I was thinking about it the other day going, I, I already, cause I already plotted out like three different, I'm going to do it. You you just pushed me into. Uh, Yay. Into, I yes. got what I wanted. Finally, finally we'll, years we'll after that. the holding deal came out, I'm finally going to ha- find out what happened yeah, to this we'll, guy. We'll Don't leave it on a cliffhanger if you're not going to write a, a follow-up. You can't do that. I know. It's not fair to your I readers. Know. Well, listen, <laughs> I want to make sure people know how to find everything that you're doing, where you're going to be performing. What's the best way for us to find you and follow you? Um, if you go to uh, – there's so many weird places now, but if you go to Instagram, it's uh, Comedian John Heffron. Um, that's where I post most of my stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But JohnHeffron.com always has – you know, my dates. I haven't updated the website since 1996. Um, that is not going to help us coming to see you. You're going to know. So Instagram, I know you update a lot. Yeah. So I would tell people go there or or Facebook slash John Heffron. Um, you know, some fun stuff. I put a lot of eighties stuff up there. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I'm going to start my eighties church one of these days. I'm done. I feel feel I'm, I'm close. Um, Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. <laughs> Listen, I he also officiated. I, I know I, he I, officiated a 1980s wedding with this stuff. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it was, was a real uh, wedding. Yeah, I was up there. Are they legally everyone, married? They are legally married. Okay. I'm an ordained minister. It's, it's all oh, completely boy. legal. <laughs> and I John remember, Heffron, I was like, yes. Tina Turner. You, you say, what's love got to do with it? Well, in Corinthians. If, if I didn't, blah, blah, yeah, it was good. Uh, I, I was loved I was it. super nervous. People but are going to steal that from you. No, it was so I well done. So. I hope so, right? <laughs>
Listen, my friend, let me know when you're back here in the D.C. region. You know we will be there in the front row, not to be huckled, but to be entertained as you do so well. Thank you for putting goodness into the world in so many different ways. It is a bright light, and we appreciate it. And give Michelle a hug from me, please. I 100% will. Thank you so much for, for your time and for the listeners um, you know, who are listening who didn't know who, who I was. Um, no, you do. know, this, this is part of uh, uh, a charity thing that Shen does <laughs> for 53-year-old comedians. Um, I just want somebody who knows the same pain I'm going through. So, John, <laughs> right. thanks for being on Living the Bream. Thank you so much. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.